Greetings, and thank you for accepting the invitation to join us to explore the glorious you. I am Bahia. My name means beautiful. And at some point, I'll share with you all the origin of that name. Although I will share with you at this point that it was gifted to me by our Mother, Father, God. So this is an invitation we're extending. It's just an invitation, welcoming you into this circle, welcoming you into this time. This time that we have together, we're calling it the glorious you. I love that, where you are so glorious, glorious, glorious to me. It's, it's interesting how it all comes together because usually I have my spot day before I see you, you know, so I was at a um, wonderful spot today and eventually my technician and I started talking about the episode drama uh, between Will Smith, Jada, and Chris Rock last night during the Oscars. And I was, I, it immediately just, I was like, this isn't really happening. You know those little captions now or memes that say, is, is, this, is this happening now, right? I'm like, and so I kept looking for, because you know I'm a movie person, so I kept looking for the thing where it was going to like, oh, ha, ha, that's a joke, right? And that didn't happen. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> right and then I thought about it and I was like okay so let me see all of the points of view here right Chris Rock is a comedian that's all we've known him as he's been in some movies and we won't review those at this time but he's a comedian we expect for him to do that he does it well he is funny, sometimes he falls flat, but it's him. It is what he is, it is the gift that he brings, right? I actually saw the whole previous, the, the preview, the incident, and then the aftermath of it all. And uh, he was actually talking to another actor and he was like, yeah, you and your wife are both nominated. He went through the whole thing. I know you're hoping Will wins because if you win, you really lose, right? And then it was the tie-in to the conversation with Will. And, and then the comment about Jada. And so I was watching Will actually kind of smile for a moment, right? And then Jada's reaction, and then Will's reaction to Jada's reaction. And so when he walked up on stage, his walk, in my purview, was not the walk of an angry person. It was not a stroll, but it was a walk forward. And I'm sure from Chris Rock's reaction, he saw the same thing, right? And then, of course, the incident. You were saying earlier, and it's so interesting how, how some things are universal, right? And so this whole idea of how you act in public, 
that was passed on to us by our parents, our grandparents, and it sticks until now. It's like, we're about to go out, and so let me check off the list for you, right? What you will not do, right? So as people of color, and no judgment to anyone else, but we had that list, and when we were out and we saw other people acting a certain way, everybody gave that <laughs> look like in the saloon when, when someone said something to someone in the room clear, right? Because we already knew what would happen to us. And that's what was missing in this situation. Because in this situation, everyone involved, it does not matter because people of colors act and know that we are communally connected. I can remember when I was young and it would be like, if something happened on TV, we'd be like, oh, I hope it's not colored people, right? I hope that's not a black man. I hope that's not a black we person. We still say that. Right? Because we already know the fallout for all of it's us. It's very different. It's very different. I mean, let's call a spade a dirty shovel, right? So let's say what it is. Let's be impeccable with our work. It's a different America that we live in that is presented to other people and other people dwell in. And so we know there's going to be a reflection on us all, which is why that was something that should have been handled in private. We all have feelings about what other people say. We all react different and that's legitimate. It's one of the things my therapist says to me, own your feelings, right? But you're in the public eye right now. So it's almost like it's interesting that they honored the Godfather as well because it's almost like the Corleone said, you know, you don't discuss family business in front of folks. Never let anyone know what you're thinking that's outside of the family. What were they thinking? What was going on? And that reaction was totally inappropriate. Immediately it hit social media. And this morning on Good Morning America, Mickey Mouse Channel, they were talking about it. And it just has this ugly tide that is flowing behind it. So first of all, when I leave the gym and get home at 6.45, I go straight to the, the bathtub. But today, I was like, I got to turn on Good Morning America. And I sat there, sweaty, stinky. And the look on TJ's face, Robin's face, Michael wasn't really saying hardly anything. And I'm not trying, again, I'm not apologizing for it. It's a black thing. It's a black, it's an emotion. Because in, in a lot, well, in my mind... I just imagine other people speaking about us in private. Yes. And the fact that, and then even as you were speaking about the jokes, you know, I do production, I've worked in television and film, and my mind started to go towards, did Chris write those jokes? Or did, because those comedians have writers. Oh, that's true. And I'm wondering if those jokes were pre-written by Chris or by one of the producers or the writers, because the Oscars has writers. Yes. Lapita's face was speaking for all, all the, every black, 
the black mamas, the black. She, <laughs> Lapita was doing yes. what you said we would do in public if we saw somebody acting up. Right. Because she saw Will acting up. And she was in sitting public. right behind them. So she had first, she had the bird's eye view. And her face was just totally expressed. It was like, what? Alopecia is very real. Yes. It is an emotional thing for a woman to carry. So no one, as you said, is saying don't have feelings. Absolutely. Don't own your feelings. Absolutely. But we own the feelings. They don't own us. Absolutely. And that is reminding me of my favorite quote that I share with you all the time with Viktor Frankl, where he says, between stimulus and reaction, there's a space right there. And in that space is our choice and our power. And so we can choose between stimuli and response what we're going to do. And so there, it was inexcusable. It was absolutely inexcusable. There are so many ways it could have been played differently. And it was a private conversation that two grown men could have had in private, or three grown people could have had in private about I would prefer because we're there they know each other right and so I would prefer if you would not joke about that it feels this way for me I know I haven't expressed this to you but my preference would be that you not do that again right and then now we have a conversation and we can resolve this conflict but the way it was done it like threw all of the onus of it on us all. And that may be something that we have to deal with. You know, that might be our own stuff. Because a lot of people are like, I'm not embarrassed. That's not on me. And so I get that position too. One thing I'd like you to help us through. This whole narrative. This idea that being quiet or saying nothing on the surface or visual saying nothing and I use that loosely that that's somehow weak and I think in particular for a for black men it is weak to not react they believe that it is weak it is a perception I'm glad that you brought in the false narrative so the truth is this in every conversation exchange there's also an exchange of power and so there's something in psychology that, that is like moving towards moving away. And so in all conversations, we're doing that, you know, um, all natural organic conversation. It doesn't happen in therapy. It doesn't happen in this engagement because we have a mutual agreement about what's going on, right? But between people moving towards moving against, this exchange of power, great power, and the power of knowing yourself is the first power that there is. You know, we talk about this. Who are you at the core? And so if you're speaking in a way that I have to let you know who I am and rolling your neck and rolling your shoulders, slapping people and all of that kind of stuff, it's because you don't know who you are. 
Okay. That's what's missing. And so you haven't self-defined. So then now you're speaking into the definition of someone else and, and wanting to increase that definition and have them respond to the illusion that they have created for you. What the heck is that? That's crazy. But people will say he was defending his wife. That is a story he told. It is. That is a story he told, similar when we hear these CEOs and other government officials say, oh, he quit to be with his family. He don't even have a family. Or he hasn't seen or his he family. he don't even for, like them. Right. He hasn't seen them for 12 years, right? So it is the story that he could come up with quickly, I'm sure, because he mentioned Denzel. So I don't know if Denzel pulled him aside and said, look. Or someone pulled him aside and said, you got to clean this up. Defending your wife also falls in the same category of being in control of yourself. I don't have to defend my mate when they know I know me and I know who they are and you know who I am, right? That's a lot of use and bays, right? However, I know that you have my back. You don't have to demonstrate it to me. But there seem to be several other proceedings yes proceedings yes that that happened prior to this we know that personally there were some things and we're not going to get into other people's bedrooms but we understand that there are some things leading up to this and so how does one respond when one really hasn't dealt with it maybe with their mate and certainly one has not dealt with it with themselves Right, and so here we are out in public, and now here's another diss, right? And so now how am I going to respond? It's interesting that you said, would he have done that had that been a white male, right? Because with Shame Shields, it says in the moving against, one of the things Brene Brown says is that we attack the people and she's not speaking of physically in this way, but we attack the people that we feel safest with. Oh, yeah, just right? call my kids and right. ask them about that. If it, <laughs> if it had been George Stephanopoulos, would he have responded the same way, right? I doubt it. So we attack the people we feel safest with, which is really a coward move, isn't it? It really is. So we wish them the best. We really do. We, we wish everybody involved. I am so happy that Chris did take the higher road. He refused to press charges. I love what Puffy said. He said, we're going to handle this as family at the gold party. Good for him because, you know, he's had his interesting adventures as well. But for people to see see that and the reactions there were children there what we show our children is not what we want them to do but we're showing them what we say and what we do are two different things what can we do when we're i mean we're all faced with these type of scenarios and people like to say Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never. Words are hurtful, hurtful, but words are not an excuse for that type of response. And Absolutely. so what is it that you have to offer us 
so that we can be more like our new Supreme Court justice. I know. I don't know. Like, I don't know, right? Yeah, so what is it that we need to say to ourselves? What is the truth that we need to speak to ourselves? And so this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about our integrity. Who are you? Who are you in the face of these things? Who do I say I am? Who I say I am. Not who you define me as. So regardless of what you say to me, what you do is your affliction. It has nothing to do with me. I say that this is who I am. This is how I identify myself and nothing you say is going to change that. Now, if I need to give you more information about me, then I have also the choice and the power to pull you aside in and say to you what I need for you to say one-on-one. -on -one. And no one needs to know that other than the two of us. I don't need an audience. I don't need cameras. I don't need anyone to defend how I feel about my child or anyone else. I don't need an audience for that because when I speak to people about that situation or circumstance or something that I feel was an infraction towards me, they have no question when I'm finished with that conversation. And because I'm a person of words and great intelligence, I do not have to speak from a level that is beneath me, that shames me, my ancestors, and my people. I don't have to do that, to be clear. And so speaking your word, knowing yourself, right? Understanding who you are, where you are, and the situation around you. Speaking your word, being impeccable. Handling conflict with dignity. And absolutely resolving it with the same integrity that you spoke of earlier. Absolutely. So yeah, once again, we just hope the best for them. I mean, these were our representatives. This is, for me, the generation that is coming up that we want to hand the mantle to. As I said to you, and I don't want to forget to mention her, our sister Hattie McDaniel, that's one of the first thoughts that came to me, and that's what caused the sadness within my very spirit because for her, the first black person, forget the fact or not forget the fact that she was a woman, but the first black person to ever receive an award from the Academy for her work had to come through the back door of the Academy, through the kitchen because she wasn't allowed in the front door. And then she, had, she said segregated by herself. Can you imagine the grit it took to do that? To sit segregated by herself. She received the reward award and then had to go back through the back door to get out. She opened the front door for these very people who decided to have this episode of shame last night. She opened the door for them. Every person of color 
who walked through that front door, down that red carpet, was walking on the shoulders of our sister. And how dare we, how dare any of us disparage her name and her sacrifices in our behalf? Over some feelings. Yeah. Can you imagine the words they said to her? Ooh. Can you imagine what was said? And then during that time, they didn't try to hide it. Can you imagine what was published? That's true. They didn't try to hide it. So you can take a little joke and then handle it in the back, sir. Absolutely. If she could sit there through all of that. So let's be mindful of what we say. Let's give Chris his moment in this too. Of what we say and how we say it. Even though that is our profession, let's just be mindful that we might need to be a little bit more compassionate towards what other people are going through. We only know the tip. He probably knows more about what's going on behind the scenes with that couple as well. Let's just be a little bit more mindful of how we talk to each other. Yeah. How we greet each other. Can we just kind of filter it a little bit and just speak out of compassion and love and empathy for each other. And then when there are words misspoken, then let's be mindful of the fact that we have full control between the stimuli and the response. That choice still belongs to us. And we can choose to stand in integrity and speak with words of, that are impeccable. And that's just the truth. Thanks to everyone listening and holding the vibration of light and love. If you would like additional information about glorious events or how to reach out to Bahia, feel free to join us via Instagram at YouAreSoGlorious or connect with us via email at TheGloriousYouPodcast at gmail.com.